From Boston University and BU Alumni Relations, welcome to Proud to Be You Around the World. I'm your host, Jeff Murphy, and this season we're taking the podcast on the road to meet some of our most interesting and accomplished alumni navigating life and careers in cities across the globe. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome guest host Gabe Bolio to the podcast. Gabe's a member of the Career Programs team here in the Office of Alumni Relations, and he's working to build industry and affinity networks in New England and beyond. He's also a fellow Terrier, having earned a degree from Metropolitan College in 2016. Gabe, thanks for being part of Proud to Be You. Take it away. Thanks, Jeff. Today's guest is Emily Thurr, a research analyst at State Street Global Advisors. Emily graduated from the College of Arts and Sciences in 2014 with a degree in economics. She joined me on the podcast to talk about building a career at State Street and why she believes it's so important to promote financial literacy, especially among women and girls. Emily also shares her experience as a volunteer leader in the BU Alumni Network at State Street, a community of more than 350 Terriers worldwide. So as a fairly recent grad, uh, I'm excited to chat with you today about your role at State Street. But before we get too far down the road, I thought we could back up a little bit and start telling listeners where you're from. So I'm from the local area. Um, I'm from Burlington, Massachusetts, which is just about, I believe, 16 miles from here, um, north of Boston. Oh, awesome. And uh, what was it about BU that, that first captured your attention and eventually made you decide to come here? Um, so what first sparked me my interest in Boston University was the number of offerings that BU had. Um, so as an 18-year-old, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Um, I had a few different options and passions, and I really liked how easy it was at Boston University um, for you to sort of try out different areas of study and then choose your major. Um, in addition, my grandfather actually attended Boston University after the Korean War way back. Um, so that was that was interesting that I ended up at the same college as him. Oh, that's amazing. So more than one terrier in your family. I know you graduated from the College of Arts and Sciences. Would you mind telling listeners what you studied there? So I studied economics, um, and then I also minored in Questrom with a business administration minor. Oh, very good. And did you know, you know, in high school that this was kind of the path that you were interested in in going down? I actually didn't. So when I was a young when I was younger, I thought I wanted to be a teacher and I just wasn't really exposed to economics and business. Um, and then, you know, I had a teacher and I liked biology, but it wasn't really until I got to BU and I was involved with different clubs and classes um, that I realized that economics like was my my passion. And once you got to BU and, and started uh, studying economics, what was it that kind of grabbed your attention? Like was there a, like a spark moment that you're like, yeah, this is this is what I want to do? I think when I realized how it related to current events that were going on in the world, I always had an interest in math and political science, but economics was sort of the area that bridged those two gaps. And I wasn't sure that I wanted to strictly go into business. And there's so much that you can do with an economics degree that you don't, you know, you can go to graduate school, you can become a teacher, that you don't strictly have to go into business, although that is the path that I have taken. I also know that uh, you were an athlete when you were here on campus. Uh, would you tell us what, what you did? Yeah, so I was on the figure skating team at Boston University. Um, so the figure skating team is actually a club sport, um, and we have won national titles. Um, so it was really great, and one of the reasons why as well that I did come to BU is that I had the ability to continue figure skating. Um, we were a competitive team, so we had about three or four competitions a year, and um, I was also on the board of that team, so we helped to fundraise and plan all of our travel. So it was a really great learning experience as well. Um, and I had a great group of friends. And do you still find time to skate? 
Unfortunately not. Um, what I what I did do after college is I taught figure skating. Um, so I taught a lot of younger children and I was involved with judging competitions and helping to direct um, local ice shows. Um, and then I've also come back to the campus quite a bit to watch our current um, figure skating team. So was there a particular experience that sticks out in your memory that was really beneficial, whether, you know, that was a you know, relationship with a faculty member or a coach or another classmate or, you know, a course that kind of stands out in your mind? Yeah. So I would say one course that really stands out in my mind is the introduction to business course um, in Questrom. So it used to be called SM299. I'm not sure if that's still the same course offering <laughs> um, today, but Rebecca Nichols taught that. And basically this was an intensive business course to get us all up to speed because the first year at BU, I actually didn't really take any classes in Questrom. Um, so what I really liked about this class was the team aspect. Um, and then we also learned, you know, all the different areas of business finance, marketing, and whatnot. Um, And this really piqued my interest, I would say, in business. Um, And then subsequently after that, I took more finance courses and whatnot. But Rebecca Nichols was just great, and she was always there and available for us. Um, And the BU faculty are awesome. So in SM299 as well, I actually met um, a few of my closest friends um, because we were working in groups, and that is one of the areas of Questrom that I feel I really took forward into my career is the ability to work with other colleagues. Um, So I still keep in touch with two friends today um, who I'm really close with from that class. Oh, that's great. And, you know, I know BU has a reputation for being pretty tough. Like what, you know, would you say that the course is pretty rigorous? Yeah, I would definitely say, especially coming from high school where, you know, everyone is high school is a little bit different. um, But I'm currently studying for the CFA, um, and I would say that the rigor of Boston University um, sort of really helped me in the studies for that um, intensive exam that you is a postgraduate exam. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So for our listeners who may not be familiar with the CFA, could you tell us a little bit more about what that is? Yeah, so the chart it's CFA stands for Chartered Financialist Exam. Um, a lot of people, when you say CFA, they're like, oh, I know that. My nephew has one, but it's really a CPA. Oh. <laughs> you know, everyone knows what the CPA is. It's, it's an accounting exam. Um, but the CFA is basically, it's, it's, uh, it's for finance. It's very asset management specific, um, and it invol- it's a global, global exam. Um, and it involves three separate exams. Um, so there's three levels, level one, level two, and level three. Um, so I started doing this back in, on level one, back in 2018. Um, and I'm currently on the last exam this June. Um, so I'll be taking that this June. And the thing is, they only offer it once a year. Um, it's You're being graded versus everyone else who's taking the exam. So it's a very low pass rate, which when I was in the prep class for it, I was like, oh, that's just like BU. <laughs> that's just like my Chem 101 class. We're graded on a curve. Um, so yeah, so I've really enjoyed this exam. It's helped me in my current day-to-day. And um, I've taken some of the skills and the study skills and the rigor of the Boston University classes um, as I've prepared for the exam. That's awesome. Yeah, so... Um Let's talk about State Street. So, you know, once you left BU, how did you carve out that path? And, you know, what what led you to State Street and how did you get there? 
Yeah, so I knew that I wanted to be involved in finance because sort of the classes at Questrom and different things I was involved with in my undergrad, I realized I was really fascinated by this field. So I had been interviewing at some other, I had interned at another asset management company um, when I was a junior, and I had studied abroad in London um, and interned at J.P. Morgan over there. So when I was interviewing, it came through a connection, um, someone who I knew knew someone who worked for State Street. I think everyone that you talk to knows someone who works for State Street <laughs> if you live in the Boston area. It's just such a big company. Um, but she sort of got me involved and in the door. And one of the things that she said to me is that, it, you know, the company is huge and there's so much that you can do. So as soon as you, know, you start your first job, there's so many different avenues that you can go to within State Street alone. Um, so that was one of the, that was sort of how I ended up there back in 2014. So did, did you find, you know, by going to a really large university that that, you know, kind of set you up for working for a large company? Yeah, it definitely did. There's there's surprisingly a lot of parallels. So I know, you know, with BU, they're like, oh, you can get lost in the crowd and you have to sort of find a way or find a niche to stand out, which I would say I did when I first was at BU through the skating team. I had that, you know, that area and that group of group of individuals. So at, um, at State Street, it's a huge company um, and it is easy to sort of get lost. So um, I've, I've joined a lot of different networks. So State Street, surprisingly, it's almost like college in a way. They have different clubs. I never knew that when you started working that you could join a club at your company. Um, so that was a really great way to network. So I think BU taught me how to network and keep in touch with your professors, which is sort of what you have to do when you're working um, and not be afraid to move around within a large company and not to remain like stuck in a, in a certain position. Well, speaking of networks, um, selfishly, I have the pleasure of working with you and a couple other colleagues at State Street um, to create a BU Corporate Affinity Network. Um, we have uh, about 350 alumni that we know work at State Street, and I'm sure there are probably some others that we were not aware of. Um, but could you tell people about you know, what you do to help connect the alumni there at State Street to each other? Yeah, so State Street's really great. We have a, a very large um, diversity and inclusion network, and State Street really, um, really in- encourages that, and they encourage the alumni-based networks to grow and educate their members and volunteer is a big aspect. So back um, when I first joined State Street, I had another friend who was on the, they call it a steering committee, which basically you lead and you organize the events. So we um, we used to work with Jeff Murphy. He came on board. And so I've been able to stay really close and in touch with Boston University alumni as a result of that. So we've done different events. So our committee, we're there for alumni of State Street. Um, so we host a variety of events. Um, you know, we might have group hockey tickets where we'll go to a BU hockey game and a bunch of alumni from State Street will go to the BU hockey game. Um, we've done professor speaker events where professors from BU will actually come to State Street and present on a topic. Um, one topic we had was Bitcoin. Um, Professor Williams presented um, on that topic. So it's been really great. It's kind of a nice break sometimes in the day, you know, from all the number crunching and the grind of your day-to-day work to have that refreshing, um, you know, change of change of pace. Um, and we've also done volunteer events, and we're having an event coming up where we're going to connect with, we're having a group of current BU students actually come to State Street and um, talk, and we're going to talk about financial services with them. And we've just had an overwhelming number of um, people at State Street that want to get involved um, and talk to these students. 
Yeah, that's really awesome. I know you were telling me that about 15 alumni raised their hand and said, yes, I'm happy to help students, which we love because, um, you know, as you were saying before, those connections are so important to helping people discover what their passions are and also getting them a foot in the door. So thank you so much for, for organizing that. So I, I'm really curious so, uh, about your day-to-day work. So I was wondering if you could tell me, you know, what's a day in the life like? Yeah, so I'm a, a research analyst. So I work with something called ETFs, so they're exchange-traded funds. So basically, they hold a variety, a basket of stocks. So say you want to invest in technology, but you don't just want to go out and buy Google. Um, We sort of have a bunch of different companies that you can buy that our our ETF holds. Um, And they also track indices. So we have products that track the S&P 500. So it's been really interesting because we write a lot of materials um, and sort of promote our products um, based on what is going on in the market and the environment um, and what legislation is being passed. So my main role on my team is to support our sales desk. Um, So our sales teams are out with a variety of different clients, um, like a lot of financial advisors, and they're sort of promoting our products and selling them to the financial advisors to use with individuals. And and then the individuals might use these in your 401k or or whatnot. So a day-to-day, I'm sort of dealing with our teams. I'm working with FactSet, and we work with Bloomberg to go on and pull this data. What characteristics do you feel are needed in your job or your industry to be successful? So I think you have to be willing to adapt to changes um, and willing willing to learn and to continually learn. So the financial services landscape has changed dramatically over the past 10 years. I mean, even since I've graduated college five years ago, um, a lot of things are being automated, like a lot of other fields. Um, and I would say computer coding now more than ever is a really important skill to have. Um, so just the ability to change and be open to change is, is definitely really important and to continually learn and keep up to date on the markets and current events. Are there any lessons from your first year on the job that might be helpful to others? And also as a, as a young alum, do you have advice for alumni who are just starting their job search, you know, in terms of breaking in or, you know, things that you know now that would have been helpful to, to know when you were first applying? Yeah, so I would say that one thing is don't take yourself too seriously, although you are at a professional setting and whatnot. Um, I think coming from college, it's definitely a different transition when you go into the workplace. But you just have to know that your colleagues are other people, too. I remember I used to be afraid to sort of email or reach out to seniors, senior executives within my company. And then, you know, someone just gave me the piece of advice that they're people, too, and that they like giving advice and and helping others. Um, So definitely don't take yourself too seriously. And don't be afraid to ask questions when you first start something like anything. You have a lot of questions um, and you're not expected to know everything, even though you just have this degree from Boston University and you just graduated. Um, So that is definitely two things when I was in my first job that I wish I knew. Um, Also, advice to seniors who are currently job searching. I know there's a lot of pressures to sort of secure your job in the fall or to find that first job. Um, Just know that your first job will not be your last you know, whether you're moving within the same company or transitioning out, there's a lot of individuals who I work with in finance that actually don't even have a, a degree or a background in finance and vice versa. A lot of the individuals I went to school with that maybe graduated with a business degree, they might be doing something completely different. Um, so there's definitely a lot of paths that you can take. So I know you've been at State Street for about five years. As a recent graduate, 
Do you have advice for other alumni who are just beginning their job search? I would definitely tell recent alumni that they should really utilize the BU Alumni Network. Um, There are BU alumni all over the world, in Boston, in New York, um, as well as overseas. So definitely don't be afraid to reach out to alumni who work at other companies. Um, I think that's how you really learn about the culture of a company is not through their website, but actually, you know, speaking to people who work at those companies. So Boston has a, a fairly large, uh, you know, financial services sector, but uh, sadly, it's not always the the you know top of mind city that you think of when you think of you know financial services. It's often New York. So, what uh, you know, what made your decision to stay here in Boston? Yeah, so I ended up staying in Boston a lot. I would say a lot of the individuals who I graduated with did go to New York City. Some of them are actually coming back to Boston now, um, five years later, but. Staying in Boston, I stayed because I did kind of know long term that I did want to, you know, raise a family and and live in Boston near my family. Um, And State Street is headquartered in Boston. And there's quite a few companies that are headquartered here. Um, Fidelity is another one. And there's a lot of smaller asset managers that are a little lesser known that reside in Boston as well. So I knew there was a lot of opportunity. I did hear recently, and you can't quote me on this, that (laughs) Boston actually <laughs> manages more money in terms of like asset management than New York City. Um, so I thought that was an interesting fact because people sort of think of Boston as either tech or as a college town, but there's definitely a lot of opportunity in finance as well in Boston. Oh, that's great to hear. So Emily, um, our, our time's getting short, but I do want to ask you, what is your favorite part of your job? Like what kind of gets you out of bed in the morning and gets you excited? And where do you see that going in, in the next few years? Yeah, so I think the thing that gets me most excited is just all of the areas of finance and asset management and how things are developing. So um, ESG, which stands for Environment, Social, and Governance, um, it's a form of investing that is sort of sustainable investing. In Europe, it has become really popular, but in the U.S., it is sort of catching on, and it's one of the areas that is expected to continue to grow in the next few years. So it's really nice to see that aspect of finance um, developing in that way. Um, Another thing that really excites me is just that more and more women are starting to get involved and and invest. Um, So that financial literacy aspect is something that I sort of enjoy on my own side, you know, teaching my friends and um, educating them about different areas of finance, that it's not just about your 401k. um, Because I think growing up, a few, all of us, um, we really weren't exposed to this. Um, And I, I do, you know, women are, through studies, found to sort of fall behind um, because of this, um, because they don't really have that passion. So just sort of educating others about finance and investing and, and whatnot. And, and so what do you think is next? Uh, what's the, the next hot topic in, you know, fi- in the finance industry? So one area that's really gaining traction and and steam is blockchain. Um, So this is sort of the thing behind cryptocurrencies. So there's a lot of different areas where blockchain can help with finance um, in general ledgers and whatnot. So it'll just be interesting to see. I'm sure there's something else out there in addition to machine learning and blockchain and AI, but it is really transforming our space. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Those are definitely terms that I've heard before, but uh, to be honest, I have no idea what they are. <laughs> and I know they're important because they're they're going to reshape the industry. So um, I think more to come on that. But Emily, it's been so great talking with you today. Thank you so much for everything that you do for BU. And thank you for being on the Proud to BU podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gabe. 
Thanks again to Emily for joining me on the podcast. I'm really excited about the work we're doing to build a strong BU network within State Street. If you're interested in being part of this network, you can reach me using the link in the show notes of this episode. Nice job, Gabe, and my thanks to Emily as well for being on Proud to Be You. State Street is one of several corporate affinity networks we're building to unite alumni who are working at the largest employers of BU talent. I invite everybody to keep an eye on our website to see all the ways you can connect to the global alumni community. On behalf of everyone on the BU Alumni Relations team, thanks so much for listening to Proud to Be You. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast wherever you find your episodes. I'm Jeff Murphy, and no matter where your path takes you, be proud to be you. The Proud to Be You podcast is produced by Boston University Alumni Relations. Our theme is from Jump and APM Music. To learn more about Proud to Be You, visit bu.edu slash alumni slash podcast.